Talk Radio. January 16th of 1991, as the Soviet Union was collapsing and the Cold War coming to an end, George H.W. Bush publicly announced a new campaign of American dominance, which he called the New World Order. This is an historic moment. We have in this past year made great progress in ending the long era of conflict and Cold War. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Vladimir Putin told Oliver Stone that in the year 2000, he asked President Clinton if Russia could join NATO, which he said made the American delegation very nervous. They were not interested in world peace. They had different plans. In 1997, the Project for the New American Century was founded by William Crystal and Victoria Newland's husband, Robert Kagan. In September of 2000, they published their agenda entitled Rebuilding America's Defenses, which outlined an ambitious and aggressive plan to achieve world dominance, starting in the Middle East and ending with Russia. The document acknowledged the fact that their world domination efforts would trouble American allies and could therefore be a long process absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. A year after publishing this, 2,000 people were murdered in the World Trade Center and blamed on a small terrorist group created by the CIA. And with this catastrophic and catalyzing event, the plan for a new American century went into action. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and one of the generals called me and he says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq, why? He said, I don't know. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense Office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're gonna take out seven countries in five years starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. George H.W. Bush's son, George W., began a propaganda campaign to sell the American public on overthrowing Iraq. I take the threat very seriously. I take the fact that he develops weapons of mass destruction very seriously. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. When the lies became obvious, George W. made jokes while reveling in the blood of the innocent. Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. (laughs) Nope, no weapons over there. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright said that murdering millions of Iraqi children was worth it. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. 
and and you know is the price worth it i think this is a very hard choice but the price we think the price is worth it the power-hungry cabal, made up of close-knit families who practice multi-generational child abuse and mass mind control, began overthrowing sovereign nations, and murdering innocent civilians became the new norm for U.S. foreign policy. But their plan for global domination was failing, and starting in 2020, with the COVID scam, they began targeting U.S. citizens. They have become desperate, and they are going for broke slaughtering innocent Palestinians to spark a war with Iran, and sacrificing the people of Ukraine to hopelessly take on Russia. These inbred families are getting old, and they are fighting for their lives. There is too much at stake for them to ever give up, which makes them more dangerous than ever. But they are few, and we are many. It's Wednesday, February 7th, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have a very big show for you today. Drew Hernandez will be joining us in the third hour. We have a lot to talk about. Whole heck of a lot to get into. And we will. Right now, let's not waste any time. Here it is, your daily dispatch. Ooh, hello. Uh, here it is, your daily dispatch for Wednesday, the set. Well, okay, all right, here. <laughs> Take two. The 7th of February, 2024. First, this. Massive sun explosion leads to blackouts near Australia and Asia. An explosion on the sun sent a massive burst of energized particles zooming across space at 900,000 miles per hour, causing blackouts in Australia and South Asia. Reports emerged on Tuesday morning that ham radio operators and mariners were affected in those regions, Daily Mail reported. The explosion occurred on Monday at 8.30 p.m. with the solar storm hitting Earth shortly after 10 a.m. today. The NOAA reports a 45% likelihood of radio disturbances following a solar explosion induced blackouts near uh, Australia and uh, South Asia. Say in the next few days, there's about a 45% chance that communications problems will continue. So there's, so there's that. And it's because you don't eat bugs. Did I mention it's because you're not eating bugs and because you drive an SUV? You keep making the sun explode. Stop having children. Meanwhile, in Stunner, House GOP bid to impeach Mayorkas fails. A House GOP effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas failed in embarrassing fashion Tuesday as three Republicans joined Democrats in voting against what would have been the second ever impeachment of a cabinet official. Republicans entered the vote with two expected GOP no votes from Representatives Ken Buck of Colorado, Tom McClintock of California, and but then... Suddenly and unexpectedly, a third House GOP lawmaker, Representative Mike Gallagher, also voted against impeachment. The surprise no vote prompted numerous GOP colleagues to gather around Gallagher for a lengthy conversation. 
before the vote closed. A fourth Republican, Representative Blake Moore of Utah, the vice chair of the GOP conference, then flipped his vote to no seconds before the vote closed, a procedural move that allows the uh, conference to bring the legislation back to the floor at a later date. So this is uh, far from over. Republicans say the hope is to bring the legislation to the floor again when House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who's undergoing treatment for cancer, will be able to attend. Quote, House Republicans fully intend to bring articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas back to the floor when we have votes for passage. Speaker Mike Johnson's spokesperson said on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, in a statement after the loss, the Department of Homeland Security uh, Department of Homeland Security encouraged Republicans to abandon the effort entirely. I say, I say, just move straight to the treason trial, straight to the trial for treason. Impeachment should be a, a, a bus stop along the way to our ultimate destination. We've got reasons to, oh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about some of the reasons that were given by Republicans as to why they voted no. You can probably guess what they are. It's the same excuse Republicans always use for inaction. It's this might set a bad precedent. We don't want to set a precedent. It's like, well, what would, what would the precedent you'd be setting be? If you assign somebody a job and they completely abdicate every responsibility and actually do the inverse of what the job requires them to do in the process, allowing the United States government to facilitate the commission of innumerable crimes, millions upon millions of lawbreakers allowed into the country with the complicity of the Department of Homeland Security. 80,000-plus children missing, given over to strangers, trafficked by our government? I mean, is that not a precedent you want to set? You don't want to set that precedent, huh? It's like, well, we can't do anything to stop the existential threat to our country. That might set a precedent. If you really, like, this is, it's, it's an existential threat to the country. You've got cities like New York and Chicago collapsing under the weight of migration. You've got hospitals in Denver, Colorado shutting down because they can't deal with the influx of illegal immigrants who don't pay their hospital bills. You've got the population of entire states crossing over the border in a single year and you can't impeach him over this? I'm I'm shocked. Well, not that shocked. Well, I'm not that shocked. It is the Republicans after all. And, uh, you know, I I don't have any proof of what I'm about to say. But I will say that the convenience of blackmail is that you don't have to have it on everybody. If you get it on like three or four people, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that'll swing the whole thing. And you just have to wonder why these people would, why they would vote against impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. It's... It's very strange. This is an existential threat to our country. This is life or death for the nation of America. And you're not even going to vote to do like a procedural expulsion of the guy who's leading the charge. Why not, though? Why not? 
It's like you've got somebody who's coming to kill you with a gun and you're like, I refuse to lock my door. It's like, it's just, you got to do something. It's an existential threat. What, what principle do you think you're standing for? The principle of we will do nothing as our country is quite literally invaded and dismantled in front of our eyes in the matter of years. It's almost impossible to overstate the dire situation that we're in and Republicans won't do anything. They won't do anything. It's completely insane. So we'll get more into that a little bit later. We'll read the statement from Mike Gallagher just so we can fully comprehend the just sheer absurdity that's led us down this road. Meanwhile, federal appeals court rejects Trump's immunity bid. Oh, look, another dangerous precedent being set. Yet another thing that the Republicans will not actually act on or do anything about. Federal appeals court rejects Trump's immunity bid. The District of Columbia Circuit Court ruled Tuesday that former President Donald Trump cannot assert immunity from prosecution in his ongoing criminal proceedings related to his comments on the results of the 2020 presidential election. Trump, who's been indicted by special counsel Jack Smith on on charges of alleged criminal conduct relating to his seeking to overturn the results of the 2020 election, had sought to assert constitutional immunity from prosecution, arguing that it's incidental to his status as former president. Uh, On Tuesday, a three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit unanimously rejected that claim. Quote, for the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. But any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution, wrote the court in a per curiam opinion where the author is not identified. Former President Trump lacked any lawful discretionary authority to defy federal criminal law, and he's therefore answerable in court for his conduct. So what this seems to acknowledge is that the actions that they're charging him for were taken while he was president, but they're essentially saying that things you're protected for, the things you're protected in doing while president, you're no longer protected once you're out of office. A lot of people obviously asking the question, okay, when do we charge you know, Barack Obama with drone striking and assassinating American citizens overseas, or, you know, what are we going to bring Biden up on charges for uh, once he's out of office? It's a wonderful fantasy world you've created there, but we can't even impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. The idea that we would actually bring criminal charges against any of these people is a far-flung pipe dream, but That is the precedent they're actually setting here. That is actually the precedent that they're saying. I mean, it, it, it actually doesn't make any sense. You can do things as president and it's not a crime, but then when you're not president, it then becomes a crime. You can be charged for something that you did while shielded under executive immunity, but only once you're out of office. I mean, the number of implications of this are very troubling. Obviously, what this would eventually do down the line would be provide encouragement and a very good reason for an American president to refuse to leave office, right? To do things as president they felt was necessary for the nation and then say, I did this for the nation. I did this, you know, to save the country. But now if I leave the office, my political opponents are going to prosecute me. So I'm not going to leave office. I have to retain this uh, immunity. But it, it really just doesn't make any sense.
it really just that's immunity doesn't work this way in any other situation ever. It's not immunity in that case. If it's like temporary immunity, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. You can do something as president and you're immune from prosecution until you're not president. So you were never immune then. So there's no such thing as executive immunity. I mean, again, this would matter if we actually had a rule of law, if we actually had a system of laws and precedents that were set that would then take legal form and would apply to cases down the line, uh, this would all be very troubling and disturbing. The problem is we're so far beyond that. The situation that we're in is already so troubling and disturbing. The reality that everybody should know at this point, whether they acknowledge it or not, is that no precedent matters, no rule of law matters. They don't like Trump, so they're doing what they want to him. And if the rules say that they can't, then they'll ignore the rules. But you can bet your last dollar that if Biden were in a similar situation, it would be, uh, well, uh, very important that we uphold this uh, presidential neocon establishment rhino Republican side of the party and embrace the very popular big tent populist Trump movement. They've resisted that at every turn, undercut Trump at every turn. And now after having wasted hundreds of millions of dollars trying to tear down, destroy, and at the end of the day, defeat their own number one uh, candidate, Donald Trump, by propping up people like uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, now that all of these plans have ended in abject failure and all of their scheming has come to nothing, she is uh, gracefully bowing out. So well done, Rana. You failure. You utter and ridiculous failure. Again, well, maybe we can get into that a little bit later. But our final story is this. New report reveals a door panel on Alaska airline flight had no bolts installed. Faulty plug was manufactured by Spirit Aero Systems Malaysia. So that explains it, I guess. Oh, well, there were no bolts. Okay, well, there were no bolts. That's why the, the door flew off midair. Good to know. Good to know it wasn't uh, something else, I guess. <laughs> it happens sometimes, you know? Sometimes you uh, forget your key in the door when you go inside. And sometimes when you're assembling a, a commercial airliner, you, you forget to bolt it together. It happens. <laughs> It happens. What? <laughs> it's just, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep reading, I guess. Uh, whatever final conclusions are reached, Boeing is accountable for what happened to Boeing. President and CEO Dave Calhoun said in a statement, an event like this must not happen on an airplane that leaves our factory. Well, I can see why you're CEO, Dave. What, a, what an astute observation. You know, if you ask me, Planes shouldn't fall off of airplane, or doors shouldn't fall off the airplane in midair. Yeah, we've looked into it. That was an oversight, actually. That was unintended. He says, he says we simply must do better for our customers and passengers. We are impl- implementing a comprehensive plan to, stre- I'm sorry, <clears throat> to strengthen quality and uh, confidence of our stakeholders. It will take significant demonstrated action and transparency at every turn. And that is where we are squarely focused. What do you say? Significant demonstrated action and transparency at every turn. Just 
just bolt the door on next time. Please, please and thank you. And, uh, you know, we'll get into a little bit more about what's going on with uh, the airlines as the FAA is, well, they're hiring, uh, they're hiring people like, you know, tower operators, people in the control tower communicating with the planes. And they're specifically hiring people that have physical and mental deformities and, and things like speech impairments, speech impairments for the communication experts who are talking to pilots and guiding them uh, as to where to land. So they aren't going to have to speak well. We're going to have people with speech impediments doing that job. So I think this is all deliberate. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Call me crazy. Here's my wild conspiracy theory. Hold on to your seats, boys, especially since, especially if you're on a plane, they might not be bolted in. What if, what if you had this situation, this, this timeline of events where you've got NGOs funded by billionaires that get together at places like the World Economic Forum, they fly their private jets there, and they've made it abundantly clear that air travel should not be available to the average person, that the idea of being able to pay a hundred bucks and hop on a plane and fly anywhere in the country, that's anathema to these people who think you're a peasant that should be tied to the dirt like the, you know, feudal system of old. What if they created entire documents and programs where they announced that within five or 10 years, every person will be limited to a single round trip flight a year. If that, if they're lucky and if they have enough carbon credits, what if they're extremely open and public in announcing their desire to limit air travel to where it's almost non-existent. And then we have a bunch of disasters and, and hiring decisions and diversity programs that make the act of flying extremely dangerous, which drives up insurance costs, which make people afraid to fly. So the demand is, is down. You know, what if it becomes too expensive? And what if by hook and by crook, they're getting exactly what they want one way or another? I know it's totally crazy, but it's just, it's another one of these things, another one of these situations where the people in charge go, hey, we don't want anybody to fly anymore. We don't think you peasants deserve, you know, the art of flight. You're going to be stuck on the ground. We want to eliminate the possibility that you can ever take a plane trip anywhere. And then everything that follows that pronouncement seems to align perfectly with that desire and seems to uh, fulfill that demand. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, but uh, that's actually exactly what's happening. So there's that. Now I got some uh, videos to show you. I think we'll start with some some Biden videos here. Uh, first of all, you know, Biden just really testing my patience personally. I have to think it has to do something like something like that, right? This Something where they're like, man, you know what? This is really going to piss off the people that are paying attention. Let's do this as a prank. Because if this isn't a prank, I can't figure out why they say things like this. I just have to, again, maybe it's my paranoid mind, but 
I think all the Democrats are laughing at us. You know, like when they say things like it's the Republicans that are trying to defund the police. And you just think, okay, all right. When he's done giving this speech saying that the Republicans are the one trying to defund the police, they all laugh at the end of the day, right? Like, and all the Democrats watching, they all kind of nudge each other and go, he said it was the Republicans trying to defund the police. Like, it's a prank of some sort, right? Because nobody's actually buying this, are they? Nobody's actually buying the things that these people are saying. So Biden, in just the most bizarre twist of logic the world has ever seen, is blaming Donald Trump for the current border situation. Like, this is a joke, right? This is supposed to be funny or something? Let's go now to clip uh, number two, please. Immediately. But if the bill fails, I want to be absolutely clear about something. The American people are going to know why it failed. I'll be taking this issue to the country. And the voters are going to know that it's not just a moment. Just at the moment, we're going to secure the border and fund these other programs. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no. Because they're afraid of Donald Trump. Trump is afraid of of Trump? Trump? Wait, what? Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. It's time for Republicans in the Congress to show a little courage, to show a little spine. Uh, The border would be so secure if you would just pass this bill. Not for anyone else. I know who I work for. I work for the American people. Good Lord. I mean, that's a joke, right? Are you trying to be funny? We uh, we would have, man, we'd have such a secure border. Oh, man, we totally wouldn't have a million people crossing the border in a year. If only they'd voted for this bill three years on in my presidency after 94 executive orders opened the border on purpose. Yeah, we'll be right back. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth of been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B-complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Six men have been charging that brutal attack caught on camera. A shocking act of violence. Two NYPD officers beaten in Times Square. All 
of those arrested were released without bail. Why did these four individuals be released on their own recognizance? The Biden administration is fighting to release as many migrants as quickly as possible. I'll reverse Trump's detrimental asylum policies. There's no need for us. Biden administration reversed Trump's policy on remain in Mexico. Joe Biden to stop construction of the border wall. It's a new day on the southern border. Here we go. The policy that made it easy to kick out migrants is gone. He inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration and he immediately reinstated cash and release. And so when they apprehend people, they let them go. I'll reverse Trump's detrimental asylum policies. Joe Biden is giving you the finger. That is uh, Trump's latest ad using a recent news story about four, but I think it was up to seven uh, migrants, illegal immigrants in New York City who were caught on video savagely beating two uh, NYPD cops. They were then released on with no bail, allowed out on the street. And I believe there was I believe the only condition was that they you know, had to stay and, and would be actually brought up on charges later. Uh, but then they just fled to California and actually they've been arrested in Phoenix at this point, having fled from the conditions of the bail, because hey, guess what? The point of having a bail is that you charge people money if they don't stick to the conditions of their release. And when you don't apply bail, then there's no reason for them to stay. So they left. They left. It's things like that that are leading to stories like this. Republicans call to remove NYC's sanctuary city laws after an assault on cops. Mayor Eric Adams defended most people seeking asylum while his police commissioner spoke of a wave of migrant crime. Due to city policies and uh, state law, cooperation no longer afforded between NYPD, our law enforcement partners, and ICE. NYPD commissioner declared Monday that the city has a problem with crimes committed by migrants hours after Mayor Eric Adams pushed back on Republican lawmakers who spent the morning trashing New York City's sanctuary city laws. The drama capped capped a week of tension as New York leaders retreated to their political corners after an assault on two police officers in crowded Times Square was caught on camera in a video that went viral on social media. Representative Nicole Malitakis pointed to the January 27th assault on the officers, allegedly by a group of men seeking asylum, to argue the New York City should start aiding federal immigration officials in deportations. Again, like, does, does nothing rebel in the minds of the people writing or reading this story when they say the asylum seekers were beating cops in Times Square? Is there no sense of uh, inconsistency there? These people aren't asylum seekers. We owe them nothing. There's no reason why we should be bending over backwards for them. I mean, really, there's not even a reason why we should be nice to them at all, let alone giving them prepaid debit cards, giving them places to stay, building entire colonies, destroying the green spaces and parks in New York City in order to create the tent cities for these foreigners to live. I mean... Nothing ever, nothing in the back of people's minds that go, maybe they aren't asylum seekers. Maybe they're just foreign criminals. I I guess we're, we're talking about rolling back the sanctuary city policies now. 
conservative and you know it's stuff like this conservatives have used the incident in which a group of men kick at cops on the grounds and ostensibly stop them from arresting someone as a political rallying cry in the days before the February 13th special election for New York's third congressional district. The GOP candidate in the bellwether race has also sought to portray her Democratic opponents as weak on the border. Meanwhile, Republicans are criticizing Democratic Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for not seeking bail for some of the men arrested in the case. Bragg has said the evidence wasn't sufficient and Adams has defended his response. Of course, the evidence is unquestionable it's on video it's not up for debate whether this happened or whether these guys did it so that's just a lie it's just a lie what this guy said there's more than enough evidence but you know obviously these people are uh, criminal scum so you know the ones running the city i mean also the, the guys beating the police but it's like you know matters of matters of degree how criminal all of this behavior is. Conservatives have used the incident. They just, they can't uh, give, give us any credit whatsoever, right? It's actually not that complicated how this happens. It's like, hey, these laws are terrible. The lack of bail is a horrible procedure to be running. Also, you're bringing in millions of unvetted foreign adult men. They're going to be criminals in this group. Why are you subjecting the innocent civilians of America to the aggression of people from Venezuela that you brought over? And then it happens, and there's video of it, and we point to it, and we go, this is what we're talking about. And then there's like, "Ah, you're going to cynically use this to gain political. No, this is a political issue. Nobody's politicizing this. Nobody's taking advantage of this. We're just actually honestly trying to contend with reality. And you people are psychopaths that live in a fantasy world that we have to suffer from. We have to suffer from your delusions. And then we get told that we're politicizing things and we're taking, taking advantage of the situation. Don't let the situation get created and nobody will take advantage of it. It's not that complicated. So again, Biden, I mean, it's just, I don't know. You have to marvel. You have to, you have to wonder what's going on in people's minds. Like from InfoWars, gaslighting. Biden claims the only reason border is not secure is Donald Trump. And there's a lot of people, uh, you know, saying the same thing. There's a lot of people believing this. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you folks. Uh, democracy was a mistake. You can't be trusted to own a goldfish, let alone have a say in the path our country takes forward. I mean, it's just, it's, it, we're in an, an impossible, we really are. We're in an impossible situation. You've got Biden telling people that it's Trump's fault the border's open. You've got Alvin Bragg saying there's insufficient evidence of an attack when the attack itself is caught on video. I mean, gaslighting is just the term doesn't go far enough. Unless you're like immolating yourself with the with the gaslight, unless you have a, a gas lamp and you're pouring the gas on yourself and lighting yourself on fire like there. The extremity to which the insanity has consumed this nation, it's, it's inexplicable, honestly. It's very, it's very difficult to uh, contend with.
all of this. And of course, the Republicans are utterly failing to do anything about it, which is why GOP senators are calling for Leader McConnell to step down over BS border bill. Republican senators have had enough of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell after declaring the bipartisan border uh, bill put forth by the Senate unadulterated BS. In a Tuesday press conference, Senators J.D. Vance and Ted Cruz argued McConnell should have walked away from the border agreement, given it does virtually nothing to secure the border while simultaneously sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, tens of billions, that is, and Israel and expanding Joe Biden's authority. And this is. So this is one of the ways that this is being spun here, and we'll we'll finish this on the other side. But President Biden just told the American people exactly what Republicans are essentially voting against as a means to reportedly try to help Donald Trump. So the way this is being spun is that Republicans are not voting for this border bill because the border bill is super good and would totally shut down the border and is necessary. And Biden can't shut down the border without this bill. But if the Republicans vote on the bill then the border will get shut down and that it'll take away that talking point for the Trump campaign. That's the conspiracy theory they're running with. We'll break down just how thoroughly nonsensical all of this is. You're being lied to. These people are scum. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your nitric boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at Point Blake Grange in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. When we last left off, Joe Biden was telling you it's Donald Trump's fault that he opened the border three years ago. 
Yeah, I have to. I have to assume that our audience has some background information. I assume you don't need me telling you what an absurd claim it is that Donald Trump has anything to do with the current border crisis. I mean, everybody knows this, right? Everybody knows it was like lowest crossings ever under Trump. I think 400,000 in a single year, still too high, but many of those were, you know, caught and, and processed appropriately. And since then it's, been probably over 10 million since Joe Biden got into office. And every year it's substantially, uh, substantially increased the number of people crossing. Like everybody just knows this, right? I don't need to go over this. This is news to you. You need to, you need to humbly remove yourself from civic life. Apparently people are, are falling for this, I guess. And again, it just makes me think of that video that we played yesterday of the guy who basically had his worldview shattered by actually trying to look into what people on our side of the aisle actually believe. And it's, it's kind of a simple formula. It, it relies on their ignorance. It relies on their willful uh, naivety just stupidity. You've got an open border and all of the problems that that causes, all of the issues that come about from having an unpatrolled border, an open border, and a welfare state. I mean, it's just, it's obvious and crazy that we even have to make the argument, but we do. And the demands that we make are not extravagant they're not crazy they're not over the top the demand is this protect the border that's all we want that's it it can be a wall it can be patrols whatever i mean there's different ways to do it but just we just want a country that is governed by a government that protects the people inside the country from the people outside the country it's the most basic thing any government should ever do. I mean, you just, you weed down a government into its bare minimum, what it needs to be. And the whole reason for instituting governments amongst people in the first place to protect those within the government from those without. So that's the, that's the ask. That's our demand. It's so simple. It's so obvious. It's really should be undeniable. And so the way that they obscure that, the way that they obfuscate that, the way that they disguise that very simple, reasonable request from us humble citizens, would you mind patrolling the border of our country, government, please? That has to be twisted so far out of recognition. Uh, You get stuff like this. And I'm pretty sure this was presented at a congressional hearing. Uh, Donald Trump and MAGA border solutions, alligator moats, bombing Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electric fences. And like, it is sad, but you get that people who are in the left, people who are on the left, people who are 
trusters of the mainstream media. Like, this is what they're presented with. In all sincerity, like, they present this to people and people believe it. And so then later when they're, like, talking with their friends, when the topic of border security comes up, in their mind, the dichotomy is between the very reasonable and respectable and staid, you know, administration of the Biden policies that are simply doing their best with a difficult situation. It's option A. Option B is electrified alligators and Donald Trump in a, with a drone bombing innocent Mexicans. And it's like, I guess this is what, this is how far gone just basic understanding of, of anything is in this country. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you're if you're dumb enough to think that this is what Republicans actually want. So and, and again, I, I just mentioned it yesterday where it's like the actual request, very simple, very reasonable, protect our border. Our border should be protected. Every country in the history of the world has done this. Why us doing this is is beyond the pale. I can't begin to explain. So they, they have to literally come up with insane fantasies. Say that's what we believe, and then point to those fantasies that they came up with and say, look how ridiculous these Republicans are. We can't let them get away with this. They want to shoot migrants in the legs. What? What the hell are you talking about? And so, I, you know, again, I just don't know how people fall for it. More precisely, like the kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could be, at least be precise. So, I mean, this is what they believe. This is actually what they believe. And that's just for the stupid, uninformed people so they can, you know, talk about the water cooler, you know, sort of uh, exposing their ignorance. And, and of course, if anybody says, oh, that's not what we want, we just want a border, then, you know, that, that's when you get the shrieking leftist uh, typical response of just like, you know, they, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But that's for the stupid people. The stupid people believe that sort of stuff. They think that uh, to have border security means that you are, are okay with border patrol shooting Mexicans in the leg for no reason. Okay. They have to have the dumb people believing that, that that's the dichotomy they've set up for them. Now for the slightly more intelligent yet still sickeningly deceptive people, you have this higher level of deception, which is what Ed Krasenstein is uh, engaged in here where you take something very obvious, which is that the border situation as it stands now is 100% the fabrication of the Biden administration is, was a deliberate and continues to be a deliberate policy of invasion funded by the American government and the UN through our tax dollars, as well as NGOs coordinated by the DHS and Alejandro Mayorkas at the behest of Don, of uh, president Biden. Like everybody knows this, this is obvious. So, they need to take this and somehow twist it to where they're actually professing to believe that the border would be solved if only this border bill would go through. And it's because the border bill didn't go through that the border situation exists. I know, I know this is, this is what they do. So this is the, the higher level, like intelligentsia, more intellectual deception going on. He says, President Biden told the American people exactly what Republicans are essentially voting against as a means to reportedly try to help Trump. So remember, they think that the border looks bad for Democrats. And so Republicans are deliberately making the border bad. It's our fault that the border is open because Republicans don't actually care about the border. We just want Donald Trump to win because we're, we're stupid cult members. 
who love Donald Trump, even though we don't know why, because apparently we don't support his, you know, we don't actually want the border closed. We just want Trump in office. So we're willing to keep the border open to make Democrats look bad to give Trump a little boost that he doesn't need in an election that he's going to win already. And so what they're saying is that this border bill would have solved the border crisis. How? Well, because it would have given 1,500 additional border agents, 4,300 new asylum officers. No, no, this is the problem, Ed. We don't want 4,300 new asylum officers. That's 4,300 4, new traders processing the invasion contributing to, facilitating, making easier and more efficient the invasion of our country. There's no even suggestion that this would stop the border crossing. It would only increase it. 100 new immigration judges. Oh, great. More judges to bring more people in more quickly and more efficiently. So what does he say? What is he talking about? He's like, it's their fault that the border is open. If only they'd voted on this bill, which opens the border more and gives us more resources to open the border more efficiently. 100 new machines to detect and prevent fentanyl from coming into America. Oh, a new machine to detect fentanyl. Wow. Something that you wouldn't need if the borders weren't open. Something completely in excess if it wasn't an open border that people were bringing in literal tons of fentanyl continually cutting asylum processing time from five to seven years down to just six months. Like, so what is he talking about? The border isn't secure because we didn't pass a bill that would have expedited the invasion. The expo- uh, the expedition of work permits for families coming here for business increase in legal immigration visas, emergency authority for the president to shut down the border or not. The border bill would have opened the border more. That's why we're against it. Dummies. Let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. And let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking it? About four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and... They didn't have the same effect, but so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. We'll move on here from the border, but yeah, the border is completely open. Everybody knows this person responsible for it is Alejandro Mayorkas, who's been one of Biden's many handlers over the years. You can see him in videos from 10 years ago where it's Biden saying, we're going to have an unrelenting stream of immigration to replace old white men in this country. White guys like me are going to be a minority, and that's the point of all of this. Alejandro Mayorkas is behind him nodding, yeah, like worm tongue. 
But we can't uh, impeach him, apparently, because Mike Gallagher, member of Congress for Wisconsin, thinks that uh, it would set a dangerous precedent to impeach the guy who opens our border and allows tens of millions of foreigners to invade our shores, who is complicit in the wholesale trafficking of 80,000 plus children to strangers via the so-called asylum process. And here's what he actually says. He calls, and this, this is a strange thing. He calls Secretary Mayorkas's program stunning incompetence. What about the current situation has given anybody any reason to think that this is incompetence at all? It's clearly a deliberate policy. It is clearly on purpose. What sort of delusional land is Gallagher living in where Alejandro Mayorkas is just really trying his best? He just like accidentally created an app to facilitate the invasion. Oh, he just accidentally lowered the number of questions that you're asking asylum seekers from 100 to 3. Oh, whoopsies, incompetence. What? You can't just say this is incompetence. There's no evidence anywhere ever that this is incompetence. So he's making the argument, we can't just impeach somebody for incompetence. First of all, yes, you can and should if this is the level of incompetence that they're showing. Second of all, why would you assume this is incompetence? It's not. Then he says, in 2019 and 2021, then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi and congressional Democrats used impeachment as a weapon against Mr. Trump. Later, he says that we can't do this. We, you know, Republicans can't also do the things that, Repo- that Democrats do. He says it will set a dangerous new precedent that will be weaponized against future Republican administrations. So I, I want to be perfectly clear. He's saying that if we do what the Democrats already did, it'll set a precedent for them to do what they already do. He literally uses the word weapon. It was used as a weapon against Mr. Trump. But if we do it, then it will be weaponized against future Republican administrations. Again, this is just the. I don't know when it comes to my gal, I don't know if this is incompetence or. or you know, purposeful. But it doesn't matter. You're saying that if we do this, they'll do the thing that they already did twice against President Trump. They'll weaponize the thing that they've already weaponized. Just none of it makes any sense in the slightest, not even a little bit. That's just the the, the tip of the iceberg. Stuff we're going to get into in this next hour. I mean, it gives a it gives a whole new meaning to gaslighting. It's, uh, I don't even know how to, I mean, really all these, all these things, I'll, you know, just give you a little, little preview here. MRNA COVID-19 vaccines caused more deaths than they saved from Zero Hedge peer reviewed study. Well, I, this is the modern world, I guess. Uh, vaccines kill you. The border patrol is responsible for the invasion of foreigners. The police are the ones being beaten up while the criminals are being paid by the state. I just, inversion doesn't even begin to describe the situation that we're in. And simultaneously, again, I don't even want to like tease this because it's so good. On the same day, you have these two headlines. Israel to jail anyone who denies October 7th Hamas massacre. Israeli military opens probe into reports of October 7th friendly fire deaths. 
they'll jail anybody who asks the question that they are simultaneously investigating as an official inquiry into the military. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. There are these very simple arguments that I feel like we make on almost a daily basis on this show, on the War Room, on Alex Jones' show, on Bandot Video, and Infowars. And it's not like. It, like, in many cases, we're the only ones I ever hear making some of these arguments, even though they're just obvious and basic and, and everybody, I mean, they're about like the definition of words, like, like asylum seekers. How is it that anytime any leftist ever uses the term asylum seeker, they aren't immediately interrupted by a Republican saying they're not asylum seekers. They're just not. They're just not. Period. That's it. So, you know, Use a different word. You can't use that word if that's not what they are. Seems obvious, seems basic. It's just about framing the argument as a, a basic foundational, you know, sort of principled decision as to whether the, the thing that's happening is some sort of necessity, some sort of benefit for a, a the tr- troubled and huddled masses or whether it's just a word that's being used to circumvent our laws and let criminals into our country. It really should be an obvious and, and basic argument that anybody should make, but I hardly ever see it. I finally have one video of one dude and bizarrely enough, he's on CNN. He makes this argument amongst others. And it's nice to see. And, and this video was posted on Twitter with the title, Oh My God, Voice of, Re- uh, Voice of Reason on CNN. So we'll go to this and we'll move on from the, uh, from the border uh, into some more um, international news here. But let's go first, clip number 10. Here is somebody actually saying something true on CNN. It's a, it's a miracle. Let's watch. You're right. The Republicans have no interest at this point in helping Joe Biden. But Joe Biden, the Biden administration ignored this issue for three years. That's and not so, true and so here we are with this crisis. And now here's the president saying, help me, bail me out. I mean, I can see where Republicans are but, a little well, hold on. Joe Biden could shut down the border tomorrow. The United States is not required to accept people who come here for asylum. It's, it's a discretionary clemency. Well, but there's a new NBC News poll out, and I want to share with people. And they asked a question of who they think would do a better job at securing the border. 57% think not that close. Trump would do. I mean, that's not even, I don't want to do math tonight, but even double 22 is not 57 they seem to trust Donald Trump's philosophies more than they do Trump. This, and yet, who's going to own this issue, the, right? And I don't think it will hurt Republicans because, Laura, I think that number is baked in. And Republicans will be able to spin this maybe in a better fashion than I have. But I think this will ultimately, this issue is a weak issue for Democrats. This, what is happening at the border 
is not Joe Biden's fault. And anyone who understands global migration, what happened during COVID, real foreign policy will understand Bridge. that. Hang Some on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Joe, hang on, Joe. But the polling has been consistent. It's not just the Republican base that believes Trump is stronger. When before and after he got elected, Biden encouraged immigrants to come. He actually That's got rid true, of a few though. of the things that Trump's policies that actually worked. And he because hasn't enforced. Horrendous. But no, he I hasn't think, enforced laws. I, I, he I think, as he should I think have. the problem. But I think there's a three year history here where they don't trust this president because he didn't act. Well, look, you get the last word because her. Well, I think we're starting off with nothing. Uh, you're saying that you're going to allow 5,000 people in a, a day. I mean, obviously, you're saying that something that's illegal, you're making it legal. Um, you know, $60 billion for Ukraine. The, the single largest expenditure in this thing is directly to Ukraine. They should have just called it Ukraine. But, I, but let's, I, I think everybody's trying to pick a fight. It's just, it's just blatant gaslighting. I mean, I, again, it would be one thing, be one thing if I had to like provide evidence against what they were saying. Like, if their lies were just a little bit clever, a little bit devious, then maybe I'd have to, you know, try to explain how they're wrong. But you know, when when they're just when the guy's like, well. Biden changed a bunch of Trump's policies and opened the border. And she's just like, no, he didn't. It's like, no. Yes, he did. <laughs> what? Yes, he did. What are we talking about? <laughs> it's not up for debate. You're just denying reality. So stop it. <laughs> stop doing that. It's very frustrating. It's almost easier if somebody's like kind of clever and is like able to word it in a way and, and you can confront the things that they're saying but when they just are blatantly lying it just leaves us going well that's a lie that's a gaslighting lie it's a lie I, yeah i don't know i don't know it's all just so obvious and i i don't know how these people aren't ashamed of themselves Again, whether it's it's stupidity or, or willful deception, Democrats are just shameless, man. Really, 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 really shameless. And of course, they they do the same thing that they did. We talked about at the beginning of the show, where they says the Republicans will be able to spin this. Spin what? What do you mean spin? Nobody's spinning anything. The border is wide open. It's a catastrophe. Cities are going bankrupt. Hospitals are shutting down. There's a migrant crime wave that has the NYPD commissioner literally yelling at the podium saying, what the hell are we doing here? What are we, are we, what are we spinning here? What are we fabricating? What are we creating? Nothing. It's just, this is just happening. And I we're think, just responding to what's happening. And I th I think they have to really phrase meant, it dishonestly. She meant was, we can't spin this. No, the guy, the guy, the guy said, the guy said Republicans will, I know, will be but able that's to spin this meant. better than we what will. What she meant, what she really meant was we can't put a spin on this, you know, to say Republicans are going to spin this. Or am I wrong? No, I think he was basically all they're saying is that acknowledging reality gives Republicans a benefit. And I mean, right. it's, it's the same as, it's the same as all this stuff where it's like their policies are terrible 
But if you talk about the terrible outcome of their policies, they say, oh, you're just a Republican trying to spin this situation to your own political benefit. You're just trying to get Trump elected. And it's like, we're just trying to contend with reality. We're just trying to deal with reality. We're just trying to actually solve legitimate problems in this country. I know that the Democrats, like, they have everybody convinced that the only problem is that in this country is that teenage girls have to travel for three hours to kill their baby. I mean, that's the biggest issue. That's the only issue they can actually confront or deal with because it's the only one that they have a solution for, which is on-demand abortion. Like, that's it. That's what they got. And they're also going to solve, you know, white supremacy that doesn't exist. So that's what they keep pushing. The problems that Republicans want to solve are things like horrific crimes continually happening in the daylight in America on streets that you used to be able to walk down because it's America. I guess before we move on to some international stuff, we can uh, we just take a look at some of this. Uh, clip number eight here. Last week, a, a white woman made the mistake of walking down the street in America, and uh, she paid the price for that. Uh, let's watch clip number eight. January 29th, when video shows a woman walking along West Lawrence Avenue on Chicago's northwest side. Within a few strides, a dark sedan screeches along the sidewalk and four people bail out and surround her. What happens next isn't fast, as robberies so often are. The four people, who police say are armed with weapons, shove, manhandle and strip the 35-year-old woman of her personal property. The four-on-one robbery plays out on the Jefferson Park sidewalk for two solid minutes. For 120 seconds, they push and pat down the young woman, rifling her pockets and bags she'd been carrying. They pile back in the sedan and speed off, leaving the woman collecting herself and whatever they left on the ground. Then as a city bus approaches, the woman frantically tries to flag it down. The bus never so much as pauses. Her panicked waves for help in the middle of the street are ignored by two more passing drivers. Still, it gets worse. What appears to be the very same car of armed offenders returns for a replay. Three offenders leap out, surround her for a second time, this time delivering a blow to her head and another 60 seconds of physical intimidation. Finally, nearly four minutes later, it all ends when the offenders speed off for good, leaving a rattled woman stranded among what scattered items her attackers decided were of no use to them. Mother describes being, uh, describes being attacked twice minutes apart in Jefferson Park. Adriana tried to flag down cars and even a CTA bus, but no one stopped to help. Surveillance video shows. So, you know, these are the things that Republicans are worried about. And again, it's just, it's just stuck in my mind, that video from yesterday of the, the guy, because he kept saying, you know, that side is scared about what they see over here, and our side is scared about what, they, about what we see over there. But remember... What they're scared of is that if Donald Trump gets into office, he's going to have alligators uh, with guns shooting migrants in the leg, right? So they're scared of just fantasy nonsense, right? They're scared that white supremacy and Nazis will come back. That's what they're scared of. What we're scared of are things like American streets no longer being safe for our wives and daughters and mothers. What we're scared of is having a society so utterly shattered by division and forced diversity and just failure to uphold basic humanity that a woman beaten and bleeding on the side of the road 
nobody will stop for it because they're too scared because they don't know if it's a trap and they're being lured into uh, some sort of assault. See, we're scared of the breakdown of basic, the basic fabric of society, leaving innocent people the helpless victims of criminals who will never be found if the cops ever get around even looking for them because it happens so often that the police have a backlog 94 pages long and never even get around to investigating the crime that was committed against you. But God forbid you actually try to defend yourself because then you will find yourself locked up and the key thrown away like Daniel Penny or Daniel Perry or Derek Chauvin. So that's what we're scared of. Like, isn't as bad as it looks. Here's the president of the United States. There is some movement and I don't want to, I don't want to, I'll maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, There's been a response from the opposition, but um, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. Yeah. Again, you know, I just don't. I don't I don't I, I don't know what to do. I mean I don't I don't know what to do at this point. It's like that's that's the president of the United States. That's the person we're supposed to come up with arguments as to why they're not fit for office. I mean I don't you know what do, what are we what are we supposed to say here? What are we supposed to say? How anybody can see a video like that and not get like a sinking existential dread as to the path our country's taking. I mean, when Nikki Haley was on SNL, they're up there making jokes about like maybe Trump needs to have a cognitive test. And all these people that are Biden supporters are like laughing and cheering. Trump obviously needs a cognitive test. If that was the only video of Joe Biden acting in the way that we just saw, it would be extremely troubling. I mean, it would be in any other situation, any other time in history. I mean, it would be 25th Amendment. It would be a crisis. It would be like we got to do something for the sake of our country. We can't let whatever happened there be the president of the United States. But it's every day. He never talks when you, and you don't get a video like that. Every time he talks, there's a situation like that. So you gotta, you gotta understand how we're, how we're being destroyed from the inside out with things like that. But I want to, I want to talk about some, Strange examples of censorship when it comes to Israel and the Jews, shall we? And this is just really kind of bizarre, but I see a similar through line in all of these stories. So the first from NewArab.com is a big story today. Israel to jail anyone who denies 7th of October Hamas massacre. 
Israel may jail anyone who denies the 7th of October massacre narrative and deport the family of terrorists amid a raft of controversial bills that are currently being debated in the Knesset. The uh, uh, right-wing member of the Knesset proposed a law that would see people jailed for five years for denying or even downplaying the 7th of October killings and or expressing sympathy with Hamas's actions that day. He says the denial of the massacre constitutes an attempt to rewrite history already at this stage, an attempt to hide, minimize, and facilitate crimes committed against the Jewish people in the state of Israel, the bill proposes. Okay, so almost everything that the mainstream media said about October 7th turned out to be a lie, and it's been acknowledged at this point. So, I mean, just the idea that these types of things would be put into place, it's kind of a a legalization of like social media policy where Google will be, you know, Google or, or Twitter or any of these things will be like, if you question major events, then that's illegal and that's hate speech and you have to be silenced. Just essentially saying that you have to accept the mainstream narrative, even if the mainstream narrative is completely lacking of any information or is obviously proven false. It doesn't matter. You're not allowed to question even very recent events for which the facts are still coming out. You're not allowed to question it or speculate it or listen to anybody except for the authorities telling you what it is. Now this is being sort of put into law. You know, it's just last October that this attack happened. Investigation's still going on, you know, uh, trial still taking place in some circumstances. But they've decided they have the narrative. The narrative is set. The official talking points have been determined. After all, they're predicating a genocide on them. So you can't question the can't question the genocide, but you also can't question the reason that they're doing a new genocide. It's confusing what you can question, what you can't. But on the very same day that they want that they put forward a bill to jail anyone who denies or downplays the October 7th Hamas massacre from Reuters, Israeli military opens probe into reports of October 7th friendly fire deaths. Israel has begun investigating possible breaches of the law by forces during the Hamas attack on October 7th, the military said on Tuesday, following reports some Israeli civilians may have been killed by friendly fire in the fighting. The reality is most of the civilians killed were killed by friendly fire That's the reports from the hostages who were on the scene on the day. So is the Israeli military breaking Israeli law? Is the Israeli military allowed to investigate claims of friendly fire when it seems like if you claim that Israelis killed their own people, wouldn't that be questioning or downplaying the Hamas massacre? These types of questions would be important if any of like semblance of logical progression mattered at all, but it doesn't. So they're doing whatever. So again, the probe has been delayed due to the demands of the four-month-old war in Gaza, but as fighting slackened, army commanders felt the time had come for an investigation. The left-wing Daily Heretz said the investigation centered on an incident in Kibbutz Beri, where one of the worst-hit communities in which a house was shelled by a tank, killing 12 Israeli hostages held by Palestinian Hamas gunmen. So again, this is, this is just one example of sort of the, the, the ironic con- construction of, of some, of these, some of these events. 
You're not allowed to question or downplay October 7th, but they are officially investigating friendly fire that took place on that day. So none of that makes any sense. You've got something like this from uh, Echo Chambers. Mayorkas changes U.S. demographics. Republicans try to impeach him. American Jewish Committee lobbies to stop them. The justification for trying to stop them is that the impeachment is anti-Semitic because it implies the Jews are changing U.S. demographics. So what? So how does that make any sense? U.S. demographics are, are being changed fundamentally, irreversibly, as we speak, by Alejandro Mayorkas, trying to impeach him because he's doing that on purpose. But they say you can't because he's Jewish, so it's therefore anti-Semitic to be against the thing that he is obviously doing. Okay, doesn't really make any sense either. Elijah Schaefer experienced this as well. Just again, I see a similarity between all of these. YouTube reached out to me to clarify that discussing the New York synagogue tunnels, an old video from last month, is now considered hate speech on the ground that it's a conspiracy theory to demean a protected group. The tunnels are now a conspiracy theory. So they simply reported on an event that was happening, the Jewish tunnels in New York, and they say that's hate speech because I guess it's a trope that Jews dig tunnels, even though that was never a trope before the Jews were found to have dug tunnels. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal. With your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Hope people understand what I'm. Does everybody else see a, like a connection between these things? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it it doesn't make any sense, obviously. Got Hasidic Jews in New York digging a tunnel. But if you report on that, it's hate speech, apparently. That's that's basically what this boils down to. Again, Elijah Schaefer. YouTube reached out to me to clarify that discussing the New York synagogue tunnels, an old video from last month, is now considered hate speech on the ground it's using a conspiracy theory to demean a protected group. The tunnels are now conspiracy. 
There's no conspiracy about it. I mean, it was just it was on video. We talked about it. It's just right there. There it is happening. But I guess because it's Jews doing it, you can't talk about it. Which I and I even made the joke on the on the day that all of this came out. You know, the ADL is frantically adding, you know, tunnels to their list of anti-Semitisms. Even though nobody ever heard of it, like nobody, you, you, nobody was ever like, oh, those tunnel digging Jews. <laughs> it's like, well, no, that's not, that's not a trope. That's not a, a anti-Semitic, you know, canard that is from the Middle Ages. You know, it, it is now. I guess it is now. Yeah, I guess it is now. It is now because of the thing that happened, right? I mean, it's funny. Hey, hey, let, let's cool it, you tunnel digging Jew hater. <laughs> you went to tunnel digging Jews out there. That's <laughs> so a thing happens, but if you talk about that thing happening, it's hate speech. Because it's ever since the thing happened, it's become a trope to talk about it. I mean, okay. All right. Again, they say hate speech. Content that incites hatred against individual or groups based on their protected group status isn't allowed on YouTube. This may include dehumanization, using slurs or stereotypes, inferiority claims, and or conspiracy theories. There's no conspiracy theory. It just, well, I mean, I guess it was. I mean, it was a conspiracy. It's like a bunch of people working together in secret to do something illegal. But do you, like, do you see a connection between that and between the American Jewish Committee saying that Alejandro Mayorkas changing the demographics of the United States is conspiracy theory? They say these uh, proceedings echo the great replacement conspiracy, citing assertions that Mayorkas is, quote, purposefully allowing increased numbers of migrants to enter the border to, in order to change the demographics of the United States. So, I mean, that is what's happening. But you can't talk about it. Just remember, hate speech is when reality matches the stereotype. Hate speech is when reality comports with the trope. They say, as Jewish organizations grappling with real-world consequences of rising hate and extremism, we are deeply concerned that the effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas will further normalize dangerous anti-Semitic white supremacists and anti-immigrant conspiracy theories, the statement read. So their problem, I guess, should be with Mayorkas. Mayorkas is, is doing the thing that people, anti-Semitic people say, I mean, he's the one you should be going after. You should be saying, hey, man, you are doing the thing that anti-Semites say that Jews do. Stop doing that. But I, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's our fault for wanting a border. It's, all for, it's, all, it's our fault for wanting a border and, and making the mistake of trying to have that border while a Jewish person is in charge. Just as long as as long as a Jewish person's doing it, we can't talk about it or else it's a hate speech and conspiracy theory. It's very convenient. And again, I just see I just see a similar level of 
you know, nonsensical, like, like reverse logic when it comes to things like questioning the Hamas massacre while it's simultaneously being investigated by the IDF themselves as they look into verified claims of uh, friendly fire killing a huge number of the innocent civilians who died on that day. Okay. Yet another conspiracy theory that didn't exist before just the evidence of the thing happened. I I mean, maybe it's just that it's the timeline that they can sort of manipulate to even make these arguments. Because it's not like October 7th happened. And as soon as it did, it was people just being like, oh, well, it was probably just the Israelis false flagging themselves, killing their own people. I never thought that was the case until I heard the person say it, until I heard the hostage say, yeah, the Israeli army showed up and killed all of the hostages. So it's like the timeline was not, you know, event happens, then anti-Semitic conspiracy theory comes out of nowhere and obfuscates everything, and now there's an investigation over it. It was event happens, reports from an Israeli, says the Israeli army is the one that killed all the hostages. But now if you talk about that, you might go to jail for five years in Israel. Are they going to send the hostage to jail for five years? I mean, the people making these claims were the victims of October 7th. That would be a very interesting court case, I think. Will Israel send the victims of October 7th to jail for saying what happened to them on October 7th? Because they're the ones, the Israelis, who were hostages of Hamas. As soon as they were freed, they gave statements to the media saying, I was there with 12 Israeli hostages and some Hamas guys. The IDF showed up. The IDF killed all of the hostages. Is that questioning or downplaying the Hamas massacre? And if so, are you then going to throw into Israeli prison the Israeli victim of the Hamas massacre? This is, uh, do you see what I'm saying? How nonsensical and like convoluted and backwards all of this is. It's probably anti-Semitic for me to say that. How dare I notice glaring inconsistencies in logic? It's like, how dare I notice tunnels in a major news story? <laughs> crazy. Totally crazy. Uh, we have a lot of other stuff to get to today. We're going to get into this new peer-reviewed study showing that COVID-19 vaccines not only don't protect you from the virus, they have, in fact, killed more people than they've saved. Which I think... I don't think that's supposed to happen. I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure the medicine is not supposed to have a higher death rate than the disease that it's trying to cure. Then again, what do I know? So I'll get into that article here on the other side. We'll also get into what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, there is more stuff out of Israel if we want to talk about that. But in the meantime, let me remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com today to get a product just to support an outlet that you know, tries, we might just in all sincerity, we're just, just struggling to make sense of what the hell's going on and how people have gotten so 
utterly twisted in their mindsets and their interpretation of the world around them. The abuse and misuse of things like hate speech in order to restrict free speech and silence people talking about real events that are just actually going on. Support free speech in all of its forms by going to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com. 40% off Nitric Boost is the big sale today. And it's uh, we've never been able to offer it for more than 25% off because it's so hard to get the ingredients that are required for this incredibly powerful product to go. Find out for yourself what Nitric Boost can do for you and get 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. In the third hour by Drew Hernandez. We have a lot of videos and things to show you before then. And it would be one thing if, like, some of this inversion taking place, if it was just like one or two examples, we could kind of uh, deal with it. I feel like I'm literally drowning in this stuff. I mean, it is constant, it's everywhere, it's in every single story that we cover. On a daily basis, it's enough to make you feel crazy. The border patrol is opening the border, right? The the vaccine kills you. The education system makes you dumber. Like it's, everything is totally inverted. One of the sort of best examples of this. 
has been happening all over the world, or at least all over the Western world. And yet again, it, it is it is so blatant, it's so obvious, it's so right there in your face. I, I feel like condescending to even talk about it, but I, I guess people don't understand this. The reason that the refugee crisis in Europe was allowed to happen, the reasons that were given, especially in somewhere like Ireland, we've showed the headline over and over again that says, you know, Ireland's going to need 4 million immigrants to keep its pension system solvent. It was all about the pension system. It's all about their form of social security. It's basically saying that because Europeans are dying out because their birth rate is so catastrophically low. They need an influx of new people to work the jobs, to pay into the pension system. That then is later, you know, is, is being used by the, the Europeans as they retire. So you've got, you're bringing in millions of migrants predicated on the idea that you need workers to fill up the pensions. Then all of the migrants go on welfare the pension system is looted even more quickly than it would be otherwise. And then the people who rely on the pension are told they can't retire for extra. They have to work extra years to pay for the welfare for the migrants that were brought in to pay for the pensions. You see what I'm saying? You see, I'm like, it's, it's, every, it's like one of the best examples of just like the inversion of everything. Like I, I was trying to think of like a, a analogy, a metaphor to come up, but like you don't need one. It's just this is what's happening. I just, I mean, it just makes no sense. It just makes no sense at all. It's like bombing for bombing for peace, right? So, something like that, where you're just the thing you're doing is the like the, the, the outcome of what you're doing is the opposite of the reason that you're doing the thing. It makes my, makes my head spin. So this is happening in UK now. It's, it's happened in France, happened in Sweden. There are big riots in France, right? They're uh, raising the retirement age. Sweden, same thing. Germany, the same thing. Ireland, the same thing. Again, they, they say, we've well, got to bring in millions of migrants to fill up the pension funds. They bring in millions of migrants. They all go on welfare. They tell the pensioners, you actually have to work for five more years. You'll never actually get to take advantage of your pension, even though we've destroyed your country, bringing in millions of people predicated on the idea that it would save your pension. So it's happening in the UK now. Here's a story from The Guardian. UK state pension age will soon need to rise to 71, say experts. The retirement age will have to rise to 71 for middle-aged workers across the United States, I'm sorry, across the United Kingdom, according to research into the impact growing life expectancy and falling birth rates on state pension. The UK pension age of 66 is set to rise to 67 between May 2026 and March 2028. From 2044, it's expected to rise to 68. But the research suggests that's not enough and that anyone born after April uh, 1970 may have to work until they're 71 before claiming their pension. And they're like, it's because you're, you're too healthy. You're living too long. It's 
It's like, what is the, what is the point of our society? Do, do humans exist for the economy or does the economy exist for humans? And what is the purpose of paying into a pension fund for 50 years if by the time you get to use it, you're 75 years old, you're going to die within five years? And none of this makes any sense. So just to really illustrate how bad this is from way of the world, in 2010, those under 40 held seven pounds, 53 cents of every 100 pounds of wealth. By 2020, that figure had fallen to just $3.98. So like per capita, every 100 pounds of wealth in the UK, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, those under 40 held almost $8 of that wealth. Now it's under $4 that they hold. So essentially the wealth that's being held by young people in the UK has been cut in half on purpose as a part of the destruction of ownership the destruction of the middle class that's taking place around the world is that we move towards the social credit, digital, uh, central bank, digital currency debt society that they're creating. They're, they're looting all of the savings as we move towards that. So the generation that was told we need mass immigration to fund our pensions and healthcare are now being told, sorry, we miscalculated. You're actually going to have to work till you drop to fund the housing and healthcare of the migrants. Bring in migrants pay for the pensions. Now you'll never be able to claim your pension. You have to work until you're dead to pay for the migrants. This is what I mean. It's like, it's not just one thing. It's not just one little example. It is literally continuous. And in in every possible way, everything is completely inverted beyond recognition. And there's another example of this clip number 11. This was posted. It is a line In Bristol, UK, it's a line to see the NHS dentist. So the socialized healthcare dentist, it's people with folding chairs. It is a line around the block. It is hundreds of people waiting for up to two days just to see a dentist. And the person that posts this video posts this and says, you know, look at this line for the NHS dentist I don't want to ever hear anybody say that immigrants are a problem in this country. The video is 90% immigrants. If there weren't immigrants in this video, there wouldn't be a line. Maybe one-tenth of the people look like white native Britons, and they, you know, they could still be immigrants from Eastern Europe or something. Or at least in a cursory glance, like maybe a tenth of these people are actual UK natives. Everybody else is immigrants. So again, there's this inversion that it's like everybody gets confused by it. Where people are literally going, wait, you posted this video saying, you know, this is evidence that immigrants aren't the problem because NHS is so overwhelmed, but NHS is overwhelmed because of the immigrants, a huge number of immigrants. And it just goes on and on. I don't know if I've ever seen a line this long. It goes on for like a mile. It's people waiting for the dentist. What?
Oh, just hoping for treatment. Hundreds queue at UNHS dental practice in Bristol, hoping for treatment. Police called to manage crowds on the opening day of St. Paul's dental practice, formerly a BUPA facility. I don't even know what that is. So again, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know how we're uh, supposed to confront or deal with any of this stuff when everything is so blatantly inverted and and inverted and the opposite of everything that would make any sense at all. It just, none of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. They're like, we have to bring in immigrants to prop because that's another thing they say. The UK says we need immigrants to pay taxes to fund the NHS. They're like, the NHS is insolvent. We need more immigrants to pay for the NHS. The NHS then collapses under the weight of the new migrants who don't have jobs and are on welfare and taking advantage of NHS. Is it incompetence? Is it on purpose? Is it a deliberate policy of collapse? Or is everyone running the world retarded? Does it matter? The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, This survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited-time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today, available right now at InfoWarsStore.com.